0: around. <laughs> I, I procrastinate.
1: I, I knew this was going to happen. Hey. I knew I gave you too much time. Hey. like The time in between where you're like, oh, maybe I can do one more thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. I, I should have said 3.30. Well,
0: <laughs> well, the spot that I'm in outside the the sun glaring in my eyes, the reception is incredibly good, so there shouldn't yeah, you, be a agree. or anything.
1: You sound and look good. Yep. All right,
0: thank you. Right. <laughs> Rowl.
2: Uh, I've always said you were the pretty one, Joe.
1: You guys can hear each other.
2: Oh, yeah, I can.
1: Yes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, I guess I'm just going to start talking, start babbling. Uh, hello, welcome to... Uh... The first episode of our new show that we don't have a title for yet.
2: It's Uh, it's not just the Hey Listen Radio podcast?
1: Well, we could do that. That's what I was thinking. It'd be uh, easy. (laughs) We just call it the Hey Listen The Show or some shit like that.
2: Hey Listen Update.
1: Hey Listen.
2: Or just Hey Listen.
1: I think I explained this on a previous episode. We're all too busy to do research for those other shows, so, but we have a, a ton of shit to talk about, uh, <laughs> to each other. Like we're always giving each other updates on GChat, and uh, we always bullshit before every show. So, I figured we'd just use this time to talk about whatever it is that is on our brain. What have you guys been doing?
3: <laughs> Woo! Stuff
1: stuff? That's not an answer. <laughs> it's not a
0: good answer. It's an answer. It's just not a good answer. Um, well, I, I did write down some, a few things that I would like to talk about, things that I've been thinking about for a while.
3: Yeah. So. What do you want to talk about, Joe?
0: Alright, so we're just gonna, okay, we're just gonna hit him up like that. Okay, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Alright, so Machinima just shut down. I that I mean, that brought back some memories. I remember watching that a long time ago where all the YouTubers became so big and popular and all these YouTube stars and all that craziness. And that was when it was just starting, and there was tons of, like, I remember lots of gaming culture on there, and you really couldn't find those type of videos anywhere else. Now we kind of have Twitch and uh, lots of Let's Plays and all that. Yeah, the whole yeah. of YouTube. Yeah, but Machinima was kind of like the start of it all. So
1: yeah, that was like uh, I'm a, so describe to me the difference between Machinima, like the noun, and Machinima is was it a company or a channel or something?
0: Yeah, so along like right in the very beginning of like YouTube when people were starting to get on there and make their own videos, Machinima was basically a YouTube channel where they would make gaming videos where they would do little, I don't know, cartoons, Yeah. Yeah, All that kind of stuff. And uh, I think Mortal Kombat legacy was on there. Like Mm -hmm. Halo, Dawn of, Oh my God. I'm like forgetting um, something on until Dawn and like a few other exclusive video game live action shows and just cartoons and stuff.
1: There was live action shows on there.
0: Yeah. Uh Yeah. So Uh, it was, it was kind of the place to go for your all your gaming culture needs or craziness related to all the stuff you see that's popular yeah.
1: now. So why did it shut down?
0: It was purchased back in 2016, I believe, by Warner Brothers and <laughs> the first thing that happened is their YouTube channel went dark, like all their videos were removed. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was just complete like out of nowhere just vanished. And then now the there was a huge layoffs. Um 81 employees were let were let go. And they just officially shut it down. So mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. It
1: yeah. seems like there's a pattern. I think there was a Jimquisition about this or a few of them about this. Not Machinima, but I think he was talking about how EA just keeps doing this. Yeah, it was that because he was he was just digging the EA or something. But anyway just how EA keeps doing the same thing. Like they keep buying all these smaller studios and then they give them projects and then they cancel the projects and then disband the studio.
0: Yeah. No, that, that's been happening a lot. There's been, there's been a lot of consolidation, I guess if you want to call it that where it's just been.
1: Yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it's like a business practice that is just like prevalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like big company buys small company
3: and gets rid of their content and just yeah. fucking just kills the
0: company. it mm-hmm. well i mean there's a, a lighter side to it um i don't know if you guys heard but a few months i think it was back in early january microsoft announced that they purchased a whole bunch of studios but instead of just doing you know mike what you just said just buying them and shutting them down um they are basically trying to beef up their exclusive like category you know um a catalog of like games and stuff in preparation for their next console so their're um what was it i can't remember the name of all the studios they purchased but they bought a whole bunch of them and they're like working on a whole bunch of rpgs and other games as well so their strategy is mm-hmm. let's just build up this huge library and just come out in a fiery blaze of yeah and yeah. what they're call
2: they, they got to move, because uh, Sony's been strictly handing it to him as of late.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said this uh, a lot of times in the past, but there's, there's just... I've been doing, like, PS3 and and PC for a long time, because Microsoft, and the, the thing that they shot themselves in the foot with with the Xbox One is that they pledged to have every single... Xbox exclusive come to PC too. So, like, if you have a nice PC and a PS4, there's no reason to get an Expo.
2: Yeah, well, their their thing was being the console for the PC gamer. So I think they were. It's probably fair to say that they were kind of uh, between a rock and the hard place. I just kind of wish they held to that back in the days of the original Xbox, because. There's a bunch of uh games on that system that I just can't play unless I deal with collector prices, which I don't wanna do.
1: Yeah. I mean it was a it's a problem that they made with the X Bone. But yeah. It seems well, like they've been doing good with the backwards compatible shit. Yeah, people seem to be loving that.
0: Well even more reason why I believe Microsoft is trying to uh, like beef up everything to get prepared for their next console. Also, they have their um what's that? It's basically almost a Netflix like service where it's called game, game pass, game pass where they're starting to offer like even more and more of their games. So you can just basically subscribe to that and you just get a whole bunch of free games each month. They kind of go in and out on the Xbox, but it's basically like Netflix. So they're actually going to be focusing a lot more on their streaming technology that they're working on and the game pass stuff and just all and come out with a whole bunch of new, uh, first, first and second party games. So, yeah, they're getting ready for uh, their their next console for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. And they're also the
0: only ones that are still participating in E3. Everyone, Sony's pulled out, <laughs> they're no there. so they have the whole stage to themselves.
2: Ah, uh, I don't care about E3 anymore. <laughs> uh,
0: think they said they're going to try and make this to be their biggest e3 they've ever had so they're going to be showing off
1: a lot of stuff what else what else have you been thinking about something not video games joe
0: uh so there was this art uh in this was like way not video games at all but uh in i don't i'm like i subscribed to a whole bunch of medium i don't know if you guys ever look at some of the posts on that blog at all that blog platform at all there was, I get a whole bunch of them that come into my email, type subscribe to what's called Medium Digest. And there was this one that, uh, what was it, she, she was talking about the latest terms in that uh, you should be aware of in dating in 2018 or something. And <laughs> fascinating. Uh, I, I was, well, it was actually kind of interesting. Some of them, I, some of the terms, I didn't even know what the hell they meant.
3: ATM.
0: But, uh, but so I looked at that, I was reading through that, I couldn't find the article again, but I found another one that basically was the gist of what she was saying in that one. Um, so uh, it, the article was comparing dating in 2018 to dating in 1993. So that was, I thought that was
2: kind of interesting. Why specifically 93, did they say? I don't know. I didn't say
0: why for 93, but
2: it's like it 18 was, to yeah. 98. I could, I can kind of get. It's like a decade in between, but that
0: well,
1: something seems some a bit kind of a, a launch. when did like AOL come out?
3: Ah, uh,
1: maybe that's <laughs> it.
2: Because uh, when I when I think
1: of like dating in the nineties, well, I was too young. But the
2: the awkward stages of online dating.
1: Well, yeah, I think of like uh, You've Got Mail. <laughs>
2: Have
1: you guys seen You've Got Mail?
2: I actually haven't. Pretty you haven't much. seen it? <laughs> no.
1: Oh, that's surprising. Joe, have you seen it?
2: Yeah, no, that's a good movie. Watch it. It was
0: really good. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I, I love that movie. It's uh I guess if people don't know what that is, it's a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, rom com where they meet. uh well they, they talk to each other a lot over through AOL email. Mm. I, I don't know if they say how they met, but uh but then they eventually take it to chat and things escalate from there. Dude, yeah. cyber <laughs> Uh, no, unfortunately, they don't. It's a good <laughs> yeah. cast, but so what? What did it say? What's the, what were the differences, Joe?
2: Okay, so here,
0: uh, I mean, it's not a huge article, so we, maybe we can have the time to go through all of it. But so it, what it was doing was it was comparing the different things, the expectations, and what would be said from someone in 1993 compared to 2018, like uh da, 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 da. so the name of the article is why dating in 2018 is ridiculous in five categories to go over like sex se- uh, lifestyle baggage and communication mm-hmm. those are different things that broke it down in so gotcha. like uh, the first one that they did was they talked about uh, so availability um in 1993 it would just be like uh, so I'm, in this article I'm, it's from a female's perspective to a for uh, for you know for guys. So like availability in nineteen ninety three would be, is he single? But in twenty eighteen, the questions that would be asked is, is he single? Is he separated? Is his divorce final? Is he ready to date again? You know like, how Is many he aff- polyamorous?
2: Many is yeah. he in well, an well, open relationship?
0: That, I'm to, oh, I'm getting to that. Yeah it actually I think that one falls into like what type of oh here it is. So like yeah for sex, the category of sex, in 1993, the questions asked would be, is he a good kisser? Does he just want to be something casual or solely a friends with benefit? How long should we date before we actually consider having sex? And then in 2018, it, is he a good kisser? Does he just want to do something casual or be friends with benefits? <laughs> will he ghost or dump me if I haven't slept with him by the second date? Will he want to be, I don't know what this one is. Will he want to be my dom? I, I know. <laughs> What is that?
2: Does he want to yeah. be her leather daddy? <laughs> Le- what the <laughs> heck? A dom okay. is
1: short for domination, Joe.
2: Or um, dominant I in didn't this know case. It was short for that. Or you yeah. know like
1: Dominatrix. Dominant.
2: Okay. Yeah. Is he is he gonna wanna like spank her and tie her up and all
1: kinds be
0: of stuff? Be her
2: daddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then
0: Lionel this goes in the next question is what you were just saying. Is he pansexual, bisexual, some sort of sexual? Yeah. And am I not I'm not familiar with?
2: I think that? uh I was uh, on OK Cupid and I like got really confused and had to run the mic and be like, uh, what the hell's a demisexual? Yeah, that's
1: uh, getting
0: out that of hand. It's like that's
2: I swear that. they're making they're just making those up. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's um it's a it's a thing where it's like it's not enough to accept that there's a spectrum it's mm. people want to really like name every single mm-hmm. little facet of that spectrum and it's kind of i don't know I, there's is...
2: there's um there's a a degree of convenience that can come with that but it only comes with yeah. it like if everyone knows what the shit means yeah like, like maybe maybe the dating sites need like like a glossary for this sort of thing or like when you put it <laughs> when you put it in your profile it should create like a link to that section in the glossary so you know what the hell they're talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: That's over-complicating
2: and things.
1: And though. there's, there's, I mean, it is kind of helpful, but it's
3: also,
1: yeah. like, there's also, like, deep more than that. Like, mm-hmm. when I see somebody that says sapiosexual,
2: I'm like... Mm-hmm. I've always wondered how to pronounce
1: uh, that. Mm. How were you pronouncing it? <laughs> uh, it's sapio. Sapio. Okay. Um, you know, like,
2: sapiens? Clearly, they're not going to be attracted to me.
1: <laughs>
0: Considering that means that they're attracted to how smart you are, I think.
1: And I just uh, said something dumb. Right, but... I, <laughs> it's okay to be dumb sometimes. I'm dumb oh. all the time. Oh, yeah. But, like, I, I don't... I hesitate to, like, say I'm that way. Because some people are like, you have to have a conversation with them to, like, turn their brain on.
3: Mm. And then...
1: Which, whereas I just like smart people, but I don't need to, like, you know.
2: You don't need that. Well, you're a dude. You don't need much of anything to get your motor running.
1: Yeah, I don't need to do math to get hard.
2: Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, we're we're a lot older now, but I imagine it still happens where it's like the shit will turn us on without us actually, like, wanting it to.
0: Uh, oh, Yeah but also too it's isn't it severely narrowing down the scope of what um, you may potentially be interested in i mean that's you, just
2: joe you might say that but it also helps to filter out a lot of uh, stuff you don't want
0: yeah but you also don't know i mean there may be this one person who is of one type of sexuality or whatever and you know you, you think that you don't like that like I don't know. It, it just yeah, feels... No, no,
2: no, Joe. I get it. You think that you might not like them just based on this criteria, but then you actually talk to them. It's the give and yeah. take of online dating versus in person. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, just seems a bit extreme. That's
1: that's a whole like I'm I'm still like kind of in the trenches on that. Like
3: mm. I mean,
1: that's a, one thing that's been on my mind or is constantly on my mind is you know you match with girls and then it's like reading their profile and then trying to figure out how to message message someone going through the questions is a whole other thing cuz how they come off in their profile versus what they say in their questions I'm, I'm talking specifically about okay cupid here
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's just like they can seem like so perfect from the way they write and then you go in their questions and you see they have like uh, just weird like ideals that or even things that are marked unacceptable that you like.
2: It's weird. Yeah, that hap. Mike saved me. That happened to me. Like I almost messaged <laughs> this girl, and uh, not trying to, not going to go into details. Suffice to say that there was an element of incompatibility that would have made us interacting effing tragic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I caught that.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: and some of these other ones in here, some of these other questions, like, is he cheating? Does he? Meg, Mike, Mike, I might need your help with this one. Does he expect me to be poly? What does that mean?
2: Polyamorous.
0: Yeah. I, is that that short for? Uh, you yeah.
2: are you like you can be in a relationship with multiple people at the same oh, time. That. Oh, Yeah, okay. that's that short yeah. for. Okay. Uh,
0: and what's the next one? Is he looking for S and M relationship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, man, whatever
2: this, you're into, get into it.
0: I mean, this next one, like, does he need me to choke him? <laughs> <All> right, that, <laughs> Damn. Oh. Yeah. Uh,
1: does he nasty.
0: want to make sex tapes, and is he addicted to porn? So.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's wild, because all of this shit is stuff that is in the questions of OKCupid. Okay
0: like, mm-hmm. uh, man.
1: It's pretty weird. I see more people now who hide their answers, because you can look at people's answers by category wild the amount of like sex information people put it into that website
0: mm-hmm. i was just gonna say you know speaking about sex and just the topic of relationships there's an article that came out i should have found that one uh, i think it was in august or june about how millennials um, or at least this period of time sex is becoming something that they're doing much much less of now and it's um so just like it's kind of funny to hear you that those questions are becoming so prominent when apparently people are having way less sex than they did in the nineties. Oh uh, so.
2: um I'm not really sure. I think I think part of it is a lot of people are kind of spooked right now. Mm for about what? Just in general or what um, I mean, maybe, I
1: but I, I feel like this statistic has been around for a few years, like before I think mm-hmm. you're talking about me too, like before that even happened. I feel like this was part of it, yeah. Parenting. Oh
0: spooked in that sense.
1: Oh, I see what you're
2: saying. Yeah, okay, the whole <sighs> and, I think, and I think, and well, I think it's it's like like you might think it's less, it's more. You know, one side is oh he's going to do this, and the other side is she's going to say this. But I think it's really more just kind of like waiting for like the dust to clear, and like okay, mm-hmm. what's 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 the ruling on this, that, and the other?
3: That's
1: true.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's that so much as it's
1: really easy to stay home. The mm. of technology and jack off to anything you want
0: porn addiction there you go <laughs> um,
1: True. Mm. more than that i think there's a lot more factors i don't those are probably both factors but i feel like there's got to be something else like oh, yeah. I, I also feel like a lot of people are more career driven yeah um, mm-hmm. and so less likely to have kids but i don't know that that directly translates into less fucking
2: well there is um what was i gonna say i guess there is less of a uh societal what's the term i'm looking for like societies I, I feel like it's like as time goes on it pushes the need for family kids that whole thing less and less
0: well i mean it to some extent it actually kind of it has been encouraging that to be less and less because we have all these We have all these apps and and ways that you can quickly engage with someone and then separate and then do it again and again. There's not Mm -hmm. really any real – there's nothing out there really encouraging.
2: Yeah, the need for a relationship as the rock, as the basis is, like, increasing.
0: No, I mean, it's it's not – in fact, it's more so encouraging the idea that it's okay to just keep going to person to person and – which I'm not saying it's not. It's perfectly fine for people to want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But it just seems to be that's the way things are getting pushed in that direction. Um, yeah. Also, to Japan, I think, uh, people, less and less people are getting married. And um, in fact, I think they said that they've been trying to get more people from outside of Japan inside of, uh, to start populating Japan more because <laughs> it's just no I... one really making families or it, they're all focusing on their career.
2: Um, Joe, there is some truth to that, but that, uh, that, that statistic is kind of overplayed. Um, I watched it. Well, there's some channels I follow on YouTube that are specifically like about interactions between, uh, foreigners and the Japanese and kind of getting viewpoints from both sides. And it's, it's overplayed a little bit. The, um, sort of the, the numbers have gone down for sure. Mm. But I think getting foreigners into Japan is more about uh, industry right now than it is uh, oh. trying to increase population and all that stuff. There is a phenomena out there. I think they refer to it specifically on the male end. They call them uh, herbivore males. Mm. And it's kind of a withdrawal from the, the highly ambitious sort of business end of things, like being career uh-huh. – career, driven career oriented on the male in and just kind of like trying to enjoy life. It's actually, um, ca- the game Catherine is at least somewhat about that.
3: Hmm. That's
2: what the main character is at the beginning of the story. Um, and a, there may be an equivalent push on the women's end to be more pr- career oriented. So it's, I want to say it's kind of more of a shift than a decline, at least from what I know.
0: That might be it. Uh, I did read about that a maybe about a year or two ago i mean obviously it's been a, a long period of time has passed so mm-hmm. it could be more focused in that direction now so um let me get one, i'll do one more and i'll just move on to something else here but like in the communication part of it in 1993 the questions being asked well will he call me will he leave me a message on my answering machine <laughs> <laughs> and then 2018 2018 and here's another one. I'm just feeling so old because I don't know what this one means. In 2018, the question will be, will he ghost me? What the heck is that? I, don't I know You it. don't know what
1: ghosting means?
0: No.
2: It what is that? It sucks. I, I don't. I really don't know what that is. Please explain to me. Um, that's when they just drop all communication with you completely cold, and out of the blue. Oh. Oh man, that's awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. It's not it's, good. It's...
1: It's not oh. as awful as it sounds.
0: Cause oh, okay.
1: At least I, what I found is it's it's a two way street. A lot of times where mm. you know I'll come off of a date and I'll be like, that was fine. Mm. But then you know that's I don't contact them and they don't contact me
2: and I'm just like eh. Yeah, no, that's an instance it's of it. Easy. That's an instance of it where it's understandable. It's another when the, uh, how do I put this, the affection's kind of lopsided, I guess. And mm. what, what I'm talking about, it's sucking, is when the person doesn't want to have the uncomfortable conversation of, oh, I, I want to see somebody else, or I just don't want to see you, and don't even want to yeah. like, send you a message, an email, a text, leave a post-it note on your door, literally anything.
1: Yeah, there's there's levels to it. Yeah. I'd say after like the second or third date, you at least oh, uh, hey, I don't want to do this. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Say, but before that, it's it's like you get ghosted all the time, like trying to message people on on apps and stuff, or
2: like yeah. texting people. Because well, when, in that case, it's it's closer to mutual.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, I guess the last few ones for communication on that one after the ghost will he ghost me? Is will he text me? Will he send me a dick pic? Uh, will he ask <laughs> me to send and make a scantily clad photo? Will he emoji me? Oh my God, that's Joe. Uh, I
1: bet Joe, have you ever sent a dick pic? I bet you have.
2: I bet he, no. I bet he hasn't. No?
3: No,
0: no, no,
2: no. Joe's no. not the type. No, I don't think yeah. do that. I don't think <laughs> no. any of us are the type. Are you mm. just putting on a pretty face for the show?
0: <laughs> no, I really feel it is very unnecessary just to to uh, send a dick pic. That's only saying like you what know. What if hey, they
1: request it?
0: No, I'm not gonna do that because <laughs> they yeah. can use that.
1: I'm I'm not doing that.
2: Yeah. No. What yeah. if they What if they work for the FBI?
1: Mm. I think the FBI doesn't need. I think they can just find it.
0: <laughs> well, the <laughs> <laughs> what it just so happens that that particular individual you've been speaking to is underage and now you've sent them a dick pic. So yeah. No, I don't wanna yeah.
2: that's not
1: Wow, you always gotta check the age. Yeah, yeah, you well. Could,
2: you, you could, well they could just lie. You could be catfished into a blackmail scenario. Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Who knows? So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, I mean, that the article had a few other things, too. But I thought it was just kind of interesting, just kind of comparing <laughs> 1993 to 2018. It is
2: pretty different. It's answer. fascinating, to say the least. Yeah, especially the answering machine part. I like
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah.
0: the thing I just find <laughs> so great about that is this: there's just so many more questions and so many more things you have to think about now when it comes to... <laughs> A relationship or finding someone else—it's
1: not. Yeah. Not this so simple I, anymore. I think it's better now because we just our society is just way more open about mm. talking about everything, and I think that's always going to be better. Because when things feel simple, mm. they're never really that simple.
2: Or they're <laughs> only simple for a for a certain number of people.
1: Yeah. But I mean, even even that—if it, if it feels simple to somebody and it just works, there's all sorts of reasons you could look into why something just works. But but I I don't know. Back in the day, I, I feel like there's more resources now to teach people, you know, how to date, about consent, how to have like a healthy relationship. Before, because now, like, if you have a random question. That'll just nag at your brain like, "Oh, I wonder," and you can look it up. Yeah. Uh, but but back then it was just like, uh, I don't know. And then maybe if you felt confident, you'd ask one of your boys, and they they'd say something fucking dumb.
3: <laughs> yeah, you and gotta then you'd hope, go home you had and you a... hit your
2: wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that got dark.
0: Yeah, it's. I also find it. Uh, I was watching this movie called the like the Finest Hours. Which was like a rescue movie about in the 50s or or something. And it was funny because the two people, like the two main characters, like they were going to get married or something. And it's funny how there's different stages of... It's almost like some sort of like courting ritual thing where he, what he had to do was first they were dating for... Like a, I forgot how long it was. And then in order for him to to make it okay for to marry her he had to get an okay it wasn't from her dad it was from some other higher up person i don't know it just seemed kind of strange but <laughs> these different like uh, levels. Yeah. did he receive past. a
2: dowry at some point <laughs> well no like and
0: also the other time i was watching that i've been mean, watching a lot of that Stephanie show on um netflix and like giving the whole class ring thing like when you would date someone back then it it, <laughs> it wasn't just like kind of yeah. now where you date someone and then now you guys your girlfriend a boyfriend you first you were going you out with
1: go steady yeah. And then you got to
0: make it official to become a girlfriend and boyfriend. Yeah. There's all these. It's, it's so interesting the evolution of relationships.
1: Yeah, I still see, you still see a little bit of that. Like I, I know that sometimes people consider it like a good form to ask the parents
3: mm-hmm. before they
1: ask the person mm-hmm. to marry them. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was working retail a few years ago and there was this, this dude and he was dating this a girl who used to work there. Uh, and they had been going out for like as long as I'd known and probably like I don't I don't know how long. It seemed like a while, like three or six months, and he was just like he was talking about how he was gonna ask her to be his girlfriend and I was like, Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? She is your girlfriend. You've been dating for <laughs> Apparently it was this thing where he was gonna Ask and like, make it official.
3: Yeah, like what?
1: Yeah. Like you guys are clearly already doing the thing.
0: I love yeah.
2: that. It's so different. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like a lot more of it is optional now. Very yeah. much so. Dating in 2019 is—it's weird. Indeed. So what do
1: you what do you want to talk about? Jump kills? What are you been thinking about?
2: Um, sadly, not a lot. I've been in kind of a <laughs> funk. as of late and like everything i want to do creative has just kind of sat there really the only thing i've been doing with any kind of regularity is go to the gym and lift weights like a fucking meathead
1: (laughs) are you getting buffed uh
2: not yet i think i'm getting there the sad reality is, is uh one of the indicators that you're, like, lifting the weights and getting the proper amount of protein is that it makes you super gassy. So I've been mm-hmm. having to navigate that.
1: you have been farting a lot.
2: Yes. <laughs> let me tell you something about protein farts, ladies and gentlemen. They are fucking rank. You will clear a room.
1: are worse than vegan farts?
2: Um, maybe. Yeah. Let's see. I, I did do a podcast on my own not too long ago.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. I meant to ask you. Like, is it all right if we post that on social?
2: Uh yeah, if you want it's, to. If it's if, pretty if you're good. if you're interested enough in it.
1: Yeah. Tell they'll tell the folks at home what it's about.
2: So, I just for shits and giggles decided to take a class on creating podcasts, even though. I've probably created more podcasts on my own than that entire class has combined. Yeah. Um but this was a it was a different format. It was very much in that documentary style, uh this American Life type deal. Yeah. And it was kind of tricky for me since it was very the the emphasis was very hard on, you know, nonfiction, you know, research uh what is the term I'm looking for?
1: Journalism.
2: Journalism, that's it. I yeah. was—I I knew it started with a J, but I kept defaulting to janitorial. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, too. Yes, I do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, oh, this is just not going to be fun for me at all. And then I get the idea to kind of, like, uh, coat the nonfiction elements in a semi-fictional narrative of, like, me actually going out and doing the shit.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. But you also kind of used it as a a means to talk about fictional stuff.
2: Yeah, to talk about all the fictional shit I love. Specifically, my love of boxing in media more so than the sport itself. And that's kind of what it's about. Like, if you're in that weird camp of people that, like, are more fascinated with boxing in, like, movies or TV shows or video games or stuff like that. Then that you know, that's what this podcast is about. I Me mean, kind of like Well, not really about that specifically, though it does go into that. It it, it starts with a question, the question of why has boxing maintained its uh, um start what I'm looking for. Sort of like its relevance, why it hasn't fallen off in the face of like UFC kind of rising to prominence. And I actually go out and go to a boxing gym and talk to people about that, which was scary for a former <laughs> shut-in such as myself
1: yeah how was that
2: it was actually pretty cool everyone there was super nice
1: yeah everyone sounded really cool sounded like they all had a lot of shit to say too
2: yeah i'd be going there more often the problem is it's like not just that boxing gym but the majority of the boxing gyms will you'll will, you'll find at least though in washington where i am are all going to be kind of like grouped into Seattle, like the big city area. And because I don't drive, that's like a two hour trip to get there. Damn. And my schedule is effed to a significant degree. So I can't really go out there and do much and do more. But I say in the show that there probably won't be more episodes, but I am still like toying with the idea of doing more stuff based on that. So yeah. we'll see.
1: I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. It
2: was very good. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys.
1: Very well edited. Give it give it a listen. We'll we'll link it on our, our social media. So look out for that. Uh, uh but speaking of that, I think you mentioned Tekken a few times on there.
2: Yeah, well I talked about uh, Steve in particular.
1: Yeah. And
2: uh, but, uh me and Mike have been playing a bit of Tekken.
1: We have. We had a bit of a debacle with Soul Calibur 6.
2: Oh, God. So, (laughs) uh, there's a lot of people playing Soul Calibur 6 right now and enjoying it, and I don't begrudge them, but I tried to like it. I tried to like that game (sighs) so hard, and I just couldn't get into it. Uh, Some of it was uh, maybe just personal preference. Like, they came back and added some story elements and a lot of single-player elements, but I don't know if it's just the way you did those back when I was playing the game on the Dreamcast, Don't Fly Now, or if it was, like, something about, like, the new age of design and, I don't know, text, visuals, what have you, just, like, clash with the approach. But It, it didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, the story is, it's shit that's it just feels old and outdated and, like, it, not fun or interesting
3: and yeah, not it's, well-written.
2: It's weird in the way, the way it just feels so lifeless now versus how into it I got back in the day.
1: Yeah. I want to say it was a little better back in the day.
2: Well, no, see, with... that's the thing. It's like, it was, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure... How much? How much of that is um, something they were doing different? Because it doesn't seem like it's yeah. a whole lot different. It's, I mean,
1: it was wrapped around a better game for one. Well, yeah, otherwise.
2: that was another thing I was going to get into. Is that I'm pretty sure they they didn't build off the Soul Caliber Five engine. Like they basically built this thing from the ground up. It's been enough time that that would make sense, and everything feels lighter, like the weight of the characters seems a bit off like yeah Siegfried is my like my has been my main since Soul Edge and weight was a big thing with him
3: mm-hmm.
2: like he was he was uh he hit really hard but was like ripe for like whiff punishes and he feels a bit too swift he feels a bit too light it doesn't feel like his hits hit hard the way they yeah. should you know, God help the people who are using, like, like Astaroth and, you know, even heavier characters.
1: Yeah. Everything so, felt like that. When I, I played it for a little bit, it, the gameplay felt like plastic.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it was just too floaty. Uh, and I was telling Jumper Cables, it kind of felt like the difference between Skate 1 and Skate 2, or Skate 1 was super floaty, and then Skate 2 was way too heavy, and then they balanced it in 3. Um, but, and then I tried to play this story mode, and. The story mode is basically it's one of those things where it's a map that you move around on and you have two pictures of heads and there's text mm-hmm. uh, and the presentation is just it's just that. And then you fight a match that is just a match, but it's put into the context of this barely a choose your own adventure. Like,
2: yeah, almost kind a of tech,
1: its it's really a text based adventure almost
2: pretty much with a map. That's yeah
1: just not exciting, but i I think I played like forty five minutes of that shit, and then I asked steam for a refund.
2: yeah, I think part of, on the one hand, one of the things I wanted to say on that end is that there's a degree of dissonance between that approach and then the graphics you see when you start actually fighting.
3: Mm-hmm. like it
2: seems like you could have like used in game cutscenes a lot more to tell the story. And it yeah, would have okay. been interesting, like how much, how much information would have taken rather than having, you know, Maxie's face in a text box, the, rather than having like your in-game sprites just kind of like mouthing things to each other. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that you go back to like Soul Calibur 3 and they're like pseudo RTS story mode and there's like a lot, they're, they're doing a lot more with a lot less.
1: Yeah. It just feels like the production values were a little low.
2: Mm -hmm. So, I put it away. Strangely low, considering, yeah, where we are. But it was that, and then just a lot of stuff was harder to navigate for some reason, like the create a character. I don't know why. Like, it somehow got more obtuse after 3.
1: Yeah, and there just weren't a lot of options, at least not to my liking. Yeah, so we, me and General Cables have been playing Tekken, and it seems like, You're uh, actively trying to progress here. You've been sending me like YouTube videos
2: and stuff. I'm kind of on the fence now. I was just (laughs) kind of getting really frustrated with uh, where I was in the game. And I was kind of like looking up.
1: uh... You still there, Joe?
0: I'm still here, but it looks like the data plan on my phone is just about to go out. So (laughs) it might be getting really, really shitty. Um, so I think I'm probably, I'm going to start probably start dropping and it's going to get really bad. So I think I might actually start, I'm going to probably leave now because it's going to get really, really bad very, very soon. How long is
1: it going to take you to get home?
0: Uh, 30 minutes. should be 30 minutes. Uh, but Lionel has to go at six, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. What time is it now?
0: 5.07. I actually kind of like this format a lot. If you guys yeah. want it again next week, I am totally down for that.
1: Uh, well, I kind of wanted to do it monthly.
0: Monthly? Uh, okay. All right.
1: Um, unless someone else wants to edit it, but well, I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I, I kind of like this. Just There's lots mm-hmm. of stuff I'm always thinking about every week, and it'd be nice to just be able to do the same for what what you guys are thinking about too, and just.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Shoot this shit for about like an hour. That would be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I actually would like to do this on a weekly thing, but I know we all don't have a lot of time.
1: I just think we might have more to talk about too if it's monthly. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Is he gone?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I think. All yeah, right. I think it's just us.
1: Now, if you guys listen to the last episode we put out, <laughs> uh, we had the same problem. I did not know what it's. It, the man will just not go home. I don't know what the deal is. Mm. We tried to plan this out, but uh, well, anyway, anyway, so yeah, we've been playing Tekken.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I play it with a sense of in- in- internal conflict because uh. I got issues with Namco and Harada.
1: Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I've been enjoying it a lot. Like, I have those same issues. Like, I hate the fucking DLC. And this motherfucker specifically said, like, a couple years ago that... Or when this game came out, he said, Legacy characters will be free. Like, we won't charge for them. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he said this. And, of course, he... They charged for him. I had to pay, like, six bucks for Lay. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking horseshit. But... It's a love-hate relationship because I I do It's like a really polished fighter and really well oh, yeah. balanced. It's super well balanced. Uh just like uh, the extraneous features are not there like all the stuff that was in Tag 2 and a lot of stuff is like paid like Tekken Bowl and missing mm-hmm. characters but
2: some but of the customization know. options
1: yeah, the customization is severely lacking Yeah, from, uh, what you could do in, in...
2: Like in both tag, tag and two. six.
1: Yeah, so that's disappointing, but I mean, that gameplay is, like, good. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been playing Lay a lot, and he's super... I, I just love the way he plays in this game.
2: Yeah, he moves really well, has, like, a nice array of stuff do um they've been really good like as the games go on with like giving more characters like uh defensive options like it seems like more characters now have at least like one uh counter move and a lot of them also have like uh, like dodges of some sort mm. um like uh lily can do that back jump Bob has those forward and backwards rolls. Lay has another has a lot of moves that kind of like have him shift between like like high, mid, and low. Oh yeah, that's
1: why I love Lay. He just mm-hmm. has so many crazy variations, and they they just
2: yeah. I, I don't know. Him and Law to... are a yeah. pain in the ass to fight by virtue of the fact that they can like combo and go from high, low, high, low, mid all over the yeah. place like you gotta know which attacks are coming to block them successfully
1: yeah what I like about Lei is this is the different styles
3: mm-hmm.
1: like the styles built into how he fights but then there's also kind of the different styles of play that I like mixing up I was telling you about this before about how he changed so much between each game but you can still play him like as you would in those games mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to like his move set from Tekken 2 is still there, and all the shit from three is still there, and he's kind of gotten more complicated. And so, like, well, if I'm like being too flamboyant and it's not working, or trying to flip around too much, uh, I'll kind of s- switch like my style up to like, mm-hmm. the kind of meat and potatoes lay that, like, the moveset he had from Tekken 2 which yeah. is just very like a lot of like. Pretty straightforward strikes and, like, mm-hmm. not a lot of risks.
2: Yeah, uh, he was a lot less kung fu. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm trying to think of something to talk about. Oh, that Spider-Verse. Would just be, oh, yeah, since Joe hasn't seen it. You heard nagging on him to do it. and he just, Yeah, we might as I, well, we can get into it.
1: Yeah, so I fucking, I'm, I missed the last 3D showing at the Metreon. I didn't feel good enough to go. Mm-hmm. yeah i i want to see it in 3d so bad that i might actually like bark to like a farther city mm-hmm. to go somewhere where it still is playing in 3d but it's just so fucking good
2: it is it's it's a lot of fun too which uh um, yeah i i appreciate it i think i like heard a review of it and they were talking about some of like the heavier elements and i got a little worried that it would kind of like Suck the enjoyment out of it, but it all felt right.
1: The pacing's pretty incredible. And I was thinking about this the other day, the scene where, I guess, spoilers.
2: uh, Alright, yeah, spoilers start here.
1: Yeah, so like when Peter Parker fucking pulls the other Peter Parker's pants down, starts sucking him off, (laughs)
3: that was a little,
1: uh... Right, no, so when when Chris Pine's Peter Parker dies... Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about this the other day about how how brisk everything is in that movie, but they they give like just the right amount of time
3: for those yeah. emotional
1: beats. Like like they kind of it's almost like science. Like they know exactly how much breathing room and how many scenes and who needs to like feel what because they because it's something interesting that we've never seen before on screen. Yeah. Is, at least I happens, the death of Peter Parker, and they kind of spend time. They show the city morning, and they show Mary Jane coming out and giving a speech, and then they show Miles's reaction and mm-hmm. his dad's reaction, and there's that song that plays. The soundtrack is amazing.
2: Yeah, it was a. It's weird considering you don't get to spend a lot of time with that Peter, but they they give you just enough that it still hurts.
1: And it is. It's kind of a. It's, it's also one of those things where everybody knows Spider-Man and we know the story, so.
2: Yeah, I remember it, like, feeling kind of rough to me, if only because I felt like, okay, if Miles had kind of cut his teeth with this version of Peter, he'd have come along a lot quicker. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we get what may have been my favorite character in the movie, Total yeah. Burnout Parker. <laughs> yeah sweatpants spider-man
1: <laughs> i fucking love that version of peter parker that's the version of peter parker i've been waiting to see
2: oh for yeah
1: because so i complained about this i don't complain about it a lot but i'm kind of like I, as much as i love tom holland
2: mm-hmm.
3: i
1: was kind of disappointed when i
2: we saw
3: don't that they were yeah, going back to high one. school again because
1: mm-hmm. i enjoyed reading all those stories when i was a kid um but you know Like I went back and read the stories of him in high school. But the stuff that was coming out, I always felt like he was around thirty ish. Like the clone saga and
3: and Yeah, he was an adult.
1: Yeah, in the early two thousands. And he just had all this to me, Spider Man has been as a character, I feel like we've seen the most of his life because Mm -hmm. he actually grew. Like Batman's always kind of been you know, sometimes they yeah. skip forward or backward, but Batman's basically always been, like, 36 or
2: something. Yeah. Always been, like, uh, an adult man in his prime.
1: Yeah, but Peter Parker got bitten when he was, like, 15. We saw mm-hmm. him in high school for a while. Then they moved him out of high school into college. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, various writers took him from college to, like, you know, photography job, yeah. you know, teaching job.
2: Struggling to find a job.
1: Yeah, yeah so uh, science
2: and uh in out outside of the uh set timeline there's been some writers that have even taken him to like parenthood
1: yeah yeah which i, I kind of like that like the the spider girl stuff that they did mm-hmm. i always liked so i always wanted to see that and i've i've tried to find this uh copy of wizard it was a panel and they were describing like some kind of moments. You know, Winter used to always do like top ten moments of whatever the fuck. And there was one where it was him as an adult, and he was he was in a laundry mat,
3: <laughs>
1: and he had stubble, and he was really tired. And there was a hot girl in there, and he tried to hit on her, and she was just like not having it. Yeah. To me, that was, and to me, that's the Peter Parker that we got on screen. Hmm. I've wanted to see him for a long time, and we finally kind of got him. Yeah, It's like the total adult loser. And maybe it's because I, I identify with that. It's it's
2: <laughs> it's like full on down on his luck and wallowing in defeat, Peter. But but still <laughs> but still like uh, enough of a sassy asshole to try and play it off like it's not that bad.
1: I I, I love that. If they do a sequel, I want Mega Spidey in there. Mm hmm.
2: That's talking
1: about sassy assholes
2: yeah oh that would be funny <laughs> just hangs out in the back talking mad shit
1: you know i i guess you've been avoiding uh i won't spoil anything for spider-man ps4 but yeah.
3: uh,
1: i am going through that again on ultimate but i will say and miles morales is in that game and i feel like in, in spider-man ps4 there are certain characters that i just i didn't like the interpretations but mm-hmm. Miles specifically, I thought, was kind of, there was something missing. He was kind of boring. And seeing Spider-Verse kind of, it just let me know, like, it wasn't me. It was like, oh, that's how you interpret Miles Morales Mm -hmm. um, on screen with, like, a real vitality and give him, like, an interesting, super interesting story. Because mm-hmm. um, this shit and and the PS4 game was like I don't know I I don't want to talk about it too much since you haven't played it but
2: yeah appreciate it
1: but uh his I you know his characterization was was super cool he has such a classic hero's journey
2: in mm-hmm. that movie
1: and it's you know, that shit always works he really nailed
2: it yeah I I did like uh <laughs> the line from Noir Spider Man uh after some shit goes down <laughs> and he's like man, this kid's got a really brutal backstory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was an origin story. That's He was That's it, talking a about shit story. that was happening as it was happening. hmm <laughs> And Nick Cage.
2: Yeah, he was fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we don't pick the ballroom. We just dance. Yeah, that and, uh... oh, Searching as well, the John Cho movie. But mm-hmm. that and Spider-Verse, I feel like, were the only – they were the two movies this year that, like, really showed me something new this shit just felt so fresh. Like it was something I'd never seen before. It's like they, I almost want to say they invented a new type of animation just by all the, all the layering that they did and the effects they threw on top. And this, I don't know, just like cell shading combined with like filters and like hand drawn shit on top. And just every single frame of that movie is gorgeous and meticulously planned out. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. I did a, uh enjoy there was like a, a minor element that I enjoy when it's uh when someone's able to pull it off is where like different characters get to literally be drawn and move differently like yeah uh, uh, spider-man noir Peter porker and Penny Parker all feel like uh, com- like they come from completely different mediums they have completely different styles of animation but yeah they they stand out without clashing
1: it's a tough balance to walk
2: mm-hmm and, uh, of course, the soundtrack's super good. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to just go all in, but I feel like maybe it deserves its own show.
1: Yeah, we can go all in. All right. Just go all in. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with like, another show about this.
2: I, I guess. Um, I guess like the uh, only negative I can really say, and I don't know if I want to call it a negative so much as, like, maybe it's, it's material they could go more into is... Uh, I feel like considering Gwen's backstory, there should have been a lot more going on with her beyond like the plot. Well, you know, um she 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 mentions losing her best friend, but you you know who that is. Okay. So I think
1: she mentions it at some point. Like directly says it's Peter Parker.
2: Okay. It, it seems like there should have been more moments with her regarding that specifically like like I was kind of curious as to what she thought of this like older, fatter, schlubbier version of Peter.
1: Yeah, and him too. I was curious what he thought of her, but they didn't really get it exactly. That. And well, I,
2: well, it's in in the Spider Verse comics, which follows a very different storyline. There is a, a situation with that where the two of them are just kind of like hyper-vigilant and paranoid of one another getting hurt.
1: Uh, I could see why they didn't, probably just because of the age difference that they put in. And Well, it, were...
2: it didn't have to be romantic, per se.
1: Well, yeah, not I between then. Well, I'm talking yeah. about, yeah, not romantic. But yeah, I
2: think, if anything, it'd have been, like, if paternal it was, on Peter's end.
1: It was for him in yeah. his universe, I'm assuming. Yeah. But but I think mostly it was probably not addressed. Because a because of that and b because just time
3: yeah it's it's Miles'
1: story and
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: there may have, I would be surprised if there was shit that got cut out or something yeah I really liked Spider Gwen in this I actually read one of the trades uh, of Spider Gwen recently before I saw the movie mm-hmm. it was pretty good I I liked it I guess she's getting her own movie Is that was going on.
2: Um, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Pretty sure I saw that like they announced that she's getting a standalone movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I didn't know when they say standalone, I don't know if it's gonna be a sequel to Spider-Verse or
2: what. Um, it could work either way. There's a lot of uh interesting variants in her timeline.
3: Yeah.
2: And enough elements for her to have her own film. I would be interested in maybe some other maybe some other crossover or but, you know, whatever they decide to do, I'm I'm probably going to be okay with.
1: I feel like it's, it's going to be Gwen-centric, but a sequel mm-hmm. to Spider-Verse since there's kind of that hanging, cliffhanger ending where she's like, hey, Miles.
2: Yeah, she's somehow able to communicate
1: yeah, across
2: she... the multiverse.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then plus we got that stinger.
2: But, uh... <laughs> You're pointing at me. I didn't point at you. You pointed at me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Yeah, plus um, our boy. From 2099,
1: yeah. Oscar Isaac. I was very happy about that. It's a great casting. Finally, a Mexican superhero. Sort of. I think he's Mexican and Irish or something.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so I have this thing. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably try and throw that up before this episode comes out. But I basically wrote this giant fucking. Thing that has a review of basically every movie I saw that was new in Mm -hmm. 2018. I think it was like 43 movies or something like that. Nice, yeah. So I wrote a little something about every single one, and it was like I just woke up on New Year's and I was, I was gonna like stupidly, I was like, gonna like, oh, I'll find a picture because. No, one cares, but I was going to, like, post it on my Instagram stories and, like, just write a little something about everything I saw. But then I just realized that I had, like, way too many thoughts and, like, this was a stupid way to do that. Mm -hmm. So I just started writing it out. I made a Medium account, so I'm going to make a post on there.
3: Uh,
1: Yeah. And then the Oscar nominations came out, so I have, like, some predictions in there, but not too many, but I figured I could go over like some predictions on here.
2: Sadly, uh, much like the Super Bowl, I've tuned out of the
3: Oscars.
1: <laughs> I think we could talk a little bit more about Best Picture. I don't think you saw many of these, but there's some interesting ones. Um, So Best Picture is Bohemian Rhapsody. It's, it's like people weren't really, I don't know. Like, I'm really surprised that got nominated. The favorite, which, out of these, I think that should win. Um, but the other ones are Black Panther, Black Klansman, Green Book, Vice, The Star is Born, and Roma. Uh, so you just saw Black Panther out of those, right? How do you feel about that being
2: nominated for Best Picture? Um, as much as I like the movie, I can't help but feel like it was probably... Like, it's... There's enough uh, meat in there for it to make sense being there. Like, it doesn't seem clear-cut, like, oh, they had to do something for somebody, make up for something, or make this group of people happy. But I feel like some element of that is why it's there.
1: Yeah, I do. I feel like it's really good, It is a masterpiece. Mm Something missing something.
2: And, well, I'm happy it's there because, okay, here's something that looks like something I would like watch and really love versus okay, it's because um, it feels like a lot of the movies that end up in the best picture category are all what I guess uh, people who aren't yeah. cinema savvy might call like movie movies, like it's all just drama ass drama or acting pieces or Films for people who make films is maybe what I want to say.
1: Yeah, um, and it's interesting. It, it is this. Basically, my my beef with Best Picture this year is that uh, if Bill Street could talk, wasn't even nominated. When mm-hmm. I think that was the Best Picture that should have won. Yeah, uh, that should win this year. It's fucking amazing. The mm-hmm. music the editing, the cinematography, the acting is all fucking amazing. Uh, and it's brilliant. And it's like, it talks about, like it's a period piece about, um, it's more about love, but like kind of police corruption factors in a little bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it it's very much like a, it's a story about black love and it's, I don't want to call it a black struggle movie, mm-hmm. but it kind of is. But it's not really about that. That's not, like, the focus point. Yeah. Um, It's really a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so good. It's fucking amazing. It's by the guy that did Moonlight. Um,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I guess we should, like, wrap the show up proper. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for our fucking first experiment. Um,
2: yeah. This was definitely an experiment.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I just... Wish that we could rely on Joe to to focus his brain a little more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh we'll 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 figure something out. Maybe we yeah. just have to like attach electrodes to his uh a car battery to his nips.
1: We're gonna have to put a fucking uh,
2: a battle royale collar on his neck?
1: No, one of the fucking ankle bracelet. That's what we need.
2: Yeah, put him on house arrest.
1: Yeah, a little tracker so if he says he's ready to record and he's not in his house, we can fucking send someone over there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Uh Hopefully we'll see you next month. So
2: hopefully we... you'll hear from me before then.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get a – I guess I'll post – I mean, I don't know. I have that writing thing, and you have if we're gonna
2: post your other show that you did yeah uh, but I, I i i need to get my ass back in gear. um I need to get to the point where I'm putting in some kind of work on something regularly, yeah oh, we'll
1: figure it out um Joe is at n a g p returns on Twitter mm-hmm. I, I am at hyper nineties on Twitter
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you are.
2: Uh, at Old Taku Connect on Twitter
1: and uh, we're on... you can follow Haylisten radio on Twitter as well if you just want show updates and not our uh, awful opinions.
2: Weird ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah um, We're on Instagram, Facebook at Hal listen Radio, SoundCloud. Uh, yeah yeah yeah
2: Android, yeah. iTunes, Google Play. <laughs> That's right.
1: Subscribe where available. Um, uh, hasta luego.
2: Interesting. I'm just glad to be recording again.
1: Yeah. We need Joe. Yeah. I can't believe he did that shit. <laughs> Jesus fucking
2: Christ. Oh Lord.
1: Oh, that was Lord. in the back of my head too. I was like, I gave him all this time, and then I was like, he's probably gonna go and try and do something.
2: Yeah, I saw the um, I saw the uh, reminder uh, last night and I really did appreciate it. After I responded to you, I was like, wait, I don't think that one there was for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was for both of you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, I we don't usually record that at that time, and we haven't been recording. And I know I mm-hmm. appreciate getting a heads up.
3: Uh... Boy, hey. Eh.